What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. And here we are with another episode of Drafts on Drafts. You know, Kate, I do love Drafts on Drafts. It's one of my favorites. We have a drink. We talk ridiculousness, but it all comes back to sports. However, the reason it took me a minute to get my cue was because I was honestly just marveling the fact that for every single episode of Draft Queens, The Huddle, Drafts on Drafts, our fantasy football episodes, listeners, Kate always does the intro and it's always the same and it's always flawless and it's kind of amazing. I was listening to you do it and I like got... I just got confused and I was like, oh wait, it's my cue. I need to talk. (laughs) I wonder, um, we should go back in time at some point and just see like how many times we've done it. Because as of today, your accuracy is insane. Thank you. I tout myself on my attention to detail and that does not exclude the intro to draft Queens. That's the most important attention to detail in the whole world. (laughs) Um, today though, I don't know how long we've been doing that same intro for, but it's our 236th episode today. Holy mackerel. That is so many. But that means you've done 236 What's Up Everybody at Your Draft Queens. And that's, you've done it I don't miss. every time. That's why I, that's, I don't miss. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Wow. Anyway, okay. Clearly, I have already started drinking because I can't even pay attention. I'm just too busy listening to Kate's intro. <sighs> Well, enjoy your drink. What are you having today? I'm super basic today drinking Coors Lights. You know, it is the season, friends. Mm. The sun is starting to come out. It's getting warmer. And we all know that Michelle loves a basic Coors Light. Yeah, I know. Well, oh, it's so funny you say that because like I can see, I can pretty much see Memorial Day now on like my, I do like weekly and monthly view on my Google calendar. So I can see Memorial Day lingering. It's approaching. It is coming. And so today, (laughs) in honor of summer approaching, I'm having a Topo Chico hard seltzer. Solid. But the flavor. So I bought like two 12-packs so that we have them for like ever. And some of them are margarita styles. This one is just like a straight-up hard seltzer, but it's exotic pineapple. I don't know what makes it exotic, but I think we're going to find out today. Well, I I love a good Topo Chico, so I think that was a solid choice. I also think it's humorous that you bought two 12-packs so it lasts a long time. Yeah. Quote, unquote. It's going to last forever. These are going to last forever. Or maybe (laughs) just through the weekend when we have a big rager. Yeah, maybe till Memorial Day. Maybe till Memorial (laughs) Day. Yeah. (laughs) At best. Um, (laughs) Anyway. All right. All right. We got to get into today's episode because, you know what? I might... Okay. No. I'm not going to get another hard seltzer in the middle, but I might. (laughs) because. She's so excited. It's, I'm so excited for this one. I feel like this is going to be one of the best episodes of Drafts on Drafts in recorded history <laughs> uh, because today we are talking about eight sports that you won't believe are sports. And I truly, for some of these, as I was reading and researching with you, truly couldn't believe these, these were sports. Like, oh, straight up. That's, that's the fun of this. Every every time we like prep and start to figure out like what we want to do for drafts on drafts, just a peek behind the curtain. Like we look at the obvious stuff, what's happening in sports, current events. We try to like be timely, but sometimes there's just like no big event going on. And it's like, what kind of just random, crazy, wonky sports shit can we talk about? That's fun. And guess what? That's what today is. Okay. 
So how do we want to approach this here? I think for well, we've got eight sports for you, some of which are pretty cut and dry, others of which we had to do a little bit more research because they're just so <laughs> absurd. Like we, there are certain things we just had to know. So um, where do you want to start of these eight? I'll, I'll take your lead to start. Uh, all right. I'm going to take an easy one to start. And, it, right. and it's fun because it, it's very much relatable to Kate and I. But I did think it was funny that it came up in my uh, searching uh, that Quidditch, though a fictional sport from the Harry Potter series, th- people people play this. Like, since the movie aired, people play this as a sport. Like, not as, like, a reenactment of Harry Potter, of an actual sport where the players run, run around. They don't fly, everybody, for those that have seen Harry Potter. No, they don't actually fly. That would be... Mm. Extra awesome. wonky. That would be extra, awesome, actually. extra wonky and crazy. However, they run around with broomsticks between their legs and throw balls through hoops as they do in Harry Potter. It's real. It exists. People go and play it IRL. Yeah, if I were to bring my Topo Chico seltzers, not sponsored by Topo Chico, but like throw us a maybe, sponsorship. But maybe. But maybe. <laughs> um, if I were to take my seltzer to my local park right now, I guarantee you people would be playing Quidditch because they always are. It's so crazy. People love that, that sport. And I'm doing a little research uh, just because I was curious, like, do people play this professionally? To your point, Michelle, I know they play it recreationally, competitively. And it seems like that while there is no professional league, people do play it in a collegiate level, and there's even an International Quidditch Association tournament for their World Cup. So people play all over the world. Crazy. That's a good place. I think that was a good place to start because that one may be a little weird, may sound a little crazy, but also has ties to Harry Potter, so not not that out of this world. So we started... We'll start with the things that aren't that out of this world, and then we'll get to things that you just can't even believe. All right. Yeah, let's... uh, I'm gonna... Yeah, maybe we increase... In order of craziness. Do you want to do it like that it. way? All right. I like it. Yeah. All right. I'll pick the next one. It's going to it's going to force everybody to listen to us longer, which is which That's is great. great too. That's great. I'm like <laughs> I'm I am guzzling my seltzer also. I'm so sorry. I'm like almost at the 2 minute warning and we're one we're one By the sported. way, by the way, she's going to blow through one 12 pack in in uh in this draft on 12 episode. minutes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Which 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 sport that Still can't believe it's a sport. Should we talk about next? Okay, next sport in order of craziness. I think this one is, it's not too crazy, but it is uh, just, just like fucking weird. Um, <laughs> bog snorkeling. Let's talk about bog snorkeling. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> okay, because like, it's not, I'm not regular snorkeling. I'm cool <laughs> snorkeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, just when you thought like snorkeling in the regular ocean wasn't enough, why don't you just take it to the bog, you know? So it's quite simply, it is competitors who swim through a muddy bog wearing snorkels and flippers. So just snorkeling, but way harder to see. Um, and br- and breathe. And breathe. And also breathe, <laughs> but at least you have your snorkel, you know? I know, I know but like... Mud getting in your snorkel is far more troublesome than like water if you're in the ocean or something. That is true. That is true. Okay. Uh, yeah, troubling for sure on a on a for a plethora of reasons. Um, I also but a but a sport. It is a sport, and I looked up why it's a sport because at first <laughs> I was like, 
Do people, are people just leisurely like snorkeling around in the bog? No, there is an objective to this sport. So there, these are courses that people com- complete in the fastest time possible. So it's a timed snorkel and hard to see and probably hard to breathe. Look, you know what? It's going to be, as we go through these, it'll be interesting to see, you know, like which one of these is the next cornhole? You know how cornhole started as a backyard game and now it's sport and now it's all over television and let's Oh, it's going to happen. One, one, if not multiple of these wonky ass sports will, you know, be the next version of cornhole. I agree. I agree. It is only a matter of time. But that is, I would say, number two on my list of from least crazy to crazy. Where do you want to go next? All right, why don't we go to, um, let's see here. Oh, my goodness. Why don't we go to underwater hockey? Because I thought you would say that, yeah. Underwater hockey seems, like, kind of crazy, but also, like, not that, not that crazy, I guess. Like, it's really combining, you know, like swimming underwater and, and hockey. But, you know, as it sounds, they, they play at the bottom of the swimming pool because they need something. How does the puck stay down there? It must be weighted. It's got to be weighted. It's It's got to be weighted. Okay, okay. So the sport is played on the bottom of a swimming pole where the players are using small sticks to push a puck around. So is it like shuffleboard and hockey? No, I mean, I guess they, they, you, no, it's, no, it's going to be like, man, you got to hold your breath for a long time. Like, I have two massive questions about this one. <laughs> Aside from, I did research on where it's played, but that's not even my two massive questions. Not in America, apparently. <laughs> no, not certainly not. Um, first is, do they have to be under the water? Like, do they get snorkels also? Or are they just in water and it's like their head is above, but their body is below? Or are they I'm swimming? Pictur- I'm picturing, like, a deep pool. Like, like deep pool okay that could be where true you're, where you're, okay now i have to look this up <laughs> well while you're yeah while you're looking that up <laughs> that was one question i had the other question was it's a good question it's a good how, question. if it's not if it's like regular hockey where you have to like wind up and like hit the puck you're in water oh I, this is this is this is fucking epic no they are is it shuffleboard no no they are underwater With like in a in no, a like eight foot pool they have flippers and goggles and snorkels on, yes, but they are holding their breath. The puck is at the bottom of the pool. The hockey sticks that they're using are quite small, not nearly as big as a regular hockey stick. Picture uh, like a like a picture, yeah, picture like a knock hockey. Remember the knock, remember knock hockey yes, boards and yes. like like little. So it's like a much smaller, you know, handheld stick. And wouldn't you know it? There they are underwater <laughs> hitting that thing around and trying to score goals uh you want to know where the three biggest markets for <laughs> underwater hockey are yes yes i do okay so apparently there is a quote significant presence in the united kingdom where oh. the sport originated uh they have something called the british octopus octopush association it's called it's octopush. also known as octopush i don't know oh why. underwater hot okay okay uh-huh. interesting followed by australia new zealand which i thought was much less surprising wow interesting so these are countries that historically are not very big into american normal hockey but mm-hmm. guess what underwater hockey all all the rage all the rage all the rage wow um, love it love it love it all right let's um what I'm else an, we got here? I'm going to keep with the, oh God, it's hard to choose <laughs> which is less crazy compared to the others. 
Um, all right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with chess boxing here, only because. All right. Chess boxing. Okay, exactly what it sounds like. Both chess and boxing are non-surprising sports. The surprising part is them being paired together. So It's such a violent meathead sport versus a nerdy, sit-down, smart person thing. Like, how do these two things get put together? Okay, Uh, that is exactly the first question that I asked myself. (laughs) So I did ask ChatGPT to please identify the most notable winner of, of... chess boxing in the world because i just wanted to know like what human would get into this and it's a person named nikolai sajin a russian chess player and boxer so he is the he is significantly successful they say he was the chess boxing world champion heavyweight division oh my god there's classes oh my gosh okay okay yeah yeah. and and anyway he won in 2012 People, people love him. He's smart and he has physical prowess. You kind of have to be a, a double threat because uh, chess boxing is 11 rounds where you alternate between chess and boxing, starting and ending with chess. Okay? Oh my God. So you could like get the shit kicked out of you and then you got to sit down and try to figure out how to play chess? Absolutely. That's exactly what wow. it is. And it's 11 rounds. <laughs> so you what? are boxing someone... Five times. Five times. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So they start with chess. The chess rounds are standard chess rules. You have a certain amount of time on your clock. Usually it's like more like rapid chess if you've ever seen that with like the little bell or buzzer or whatever you use. And then the boxing rounds are physical combat between the two opponents. They're in a regular boxing ring with gloves, a ref. Like these are... These are the exact sports just smushed together. Smushed together. Wow. It's re- Maybe it's like a chess player trying to prove that they're strong and a boxer trying to prove that they're smart. And maybe they are in fact both. Because they're a chess boxer. Because it's a sport and people play it. <laughs> Can you be like a chess boxer master since usually chess masters are like the best? I, sure. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Wow. Wild wow. one, right? Wow. Okay. All right. Amazing. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Um, here's a friggin' wild one, and I wish I would have known this as a young teenager because oh, I probably would have gotten into it. Extreme ironing. Oh, boy. Your girl's going to need another friggin' Topo Chico seltzer for this. Extreme ironing, ladies and gentlemen. As a Capricorn... I also have organization and cleanliness issues. Yeah, baby. I used to love ironing when I was younger. It's a fact. It's weird, but it's a fact, and I'm sharing it on air. Um, Because guess what? Extreme ironing is apparently a sport, and participants in this sport, emphasis on sport, uh, they take their ironing boards to remote and dangerous locations and iron their clothes while there. All right. I have to say, pause. Every Long th- dramatic pause. <laughs> of every sport, air quotes, on this list. <laughs> they this are is, sports. This is the one where we would gold medal, I think. Because. It's true. I, yeah, I agree. Well, I, as usual, I have a million questions, but I have two main questions for this one. One I have an answer to, one I don't. First, I, I just had to know, like, where where are people doing extreme ironing? And so. 
My best friend ChatGPT says <laughs> the three most extreme places that ChatGPT could find for extreme ironing are Mount Everest. That's extreme. Mm-hmm. The world's highest peak. They hi- they hike to base camp altitude, which is 16,000 feet up, and ironed their clothes on the snowy slopes of the what? mountain. <laughs> what? They've also done uh, underwater, where divers swim and submerge with their ironing boards, irons. They go in lakes, oceans, swimming pools. I think that's a pretty bad choice. I think that's a pretty bad. It's un, that's an underwhelming choice for me. I'm just like concerned for electrocution purposes. <laughs> yeah, like, how can you even iron underwater people? I I don't know, but these people seem extreme for sure. And then hanging from cliffs or buildings, so people will dangle <sighs> from structures and iron things. Now the question I have not yet answered, and if you if anyone finds out the answer, please. Just reach out to us at the Draft Queens on Instagram or at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter. To what caliber must your garment be ironed? That's that's a great question because, like, honestly, how, I just don't even understand how it's possible to do ironing underwater. I'm still confused by that one. Yeah. But here's my question. As a fellow Capricorn, and I hope that you were obsessed with ironing like I was, um just generalizing where would you where would your extreme location be to iron oh my god i mean i don't think you can get more extreme than the three that were mentioned um where would mine be god i I would want it to be like part of it now i'm just getting wild out of control but like part of like a do you watch survivor Sure, uh, 20 years ago, but yeah, it's fine. If they did like an extreme ironing competition that was like a survivor challenge, like you dive underwater, you iron something on the board, then you swim out, you do a puzzle, and you form a giant iron, <laughs> and then you iron something. Like, I think yeah, I would probably it. go that direction. You've, you've definitely so Fiji. lost your, yeah. you've, you've lost your mind there a little bit. Yeah. I feel like, what about like, like skydiving ironing? That's that's an interesting notion. What that's about what about like shark diving, ironing? Oh, there, there you go. We could There's be in a shark places. cage and iron. You, then you also have the iron to fight off the shark. Maybe, maybe we could go to a mud bog snorkeling competition and iron in the muddy bog. There you go. Now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. Okay. All right. Well, believe it or not, that is a sport. Uh, I'm going to call our two minute warning and hopefully get through, uh, two more of these wonky ass sports. All right. Well, you hear that? (laughs) That's the end of my drink fizzling away. Um, fizzling away. All right. We've got two left here. All right. Which two is my turn? What do you want to hit? All right. I'm going to speak to the one sport that I have done and I don't think it's like particularly crazy, but it can be, um, It's Zorbing. Have you heard of Zorbing? Zorbing. It it sounds familiar, but mm, fill me in. It's a human-sized inflatable hamster ball <laughs> that you can get in oh and God. you free in some cases you literally free fall down a mountainside, but in in most cases, non-extreme cases, it is in a controlled obstacle course where you maneuver yourself in a giant inflated ball down the side of a mountain. It's crazy. 
what? Yeah. Volunta- voluntarily. You I, put your body in there. I did. I did it in the Blue Ridge Mountains next to Dollywood. If you've ever been to like that area of the country, which honestly what? is a spectacle. I would totally go back. But Well, if you were there zorbing, then clearly. It was super fun. Definitely a cool adrenaline, adrenaline rush. And it wasn't even the most extreme of zorbing. You know, it was like a tiny little course and it just went straight down, but you just top, you just like, you're going, it's like you're in a, a, you're like a laundry dryer, you know, like you're tumbling around. Did you puke? I feel like I would no. puke. It only cause the, the course was short and they put you going in your bathing suit. At least if you're like a non-extreme, you know, Zorber, I just went <laughs> in my bathing suit. Yeah. I don't even know. And they spray you with some water. They put the hose in there and you kind of like slosh around. So you're not like, you know, it's not like dry tumble in a plastic ball. What? No, it's, it's, wor- it's worse. You're slipping all over the place. It's like a wet rat. <laughs> no, you're those are wet, in the mud bog. You're like a wet hamster in a ham in a giant hamster correct. ball. That's correct. Yep. Except human and voluntarily chose to do this somewhere somewhere hamsters around the world are laughing at how stupid uh, uh, that we are for going into their hamster balls you know i don't even know if you know that you're creating the perfect segue into our final (laughs) sport here i didn't i didn't realize that i was however i am unbeknownst (laughs) to me um okay well everyone it's gotten weird and weirder and now the weirdest (laughs) Ferret legging. Ferret legging. I'm just going to, yep, just put it out there. Just, you know, okay, great. Sure. Maybe you think you know what it is. Maybe you don't. I, you know. What is, is a, what is ferret legging, Michelle? Well, it is a sport and a bizarre competition where contestants put live ferrets in their trousers. I love that it's trousers or pants, whatever. And they literally sit there and see who can endure the biting and the clawing for the longest. Why? Why and where? Why? How? What? (laughs) Who? I am left without words. (laughs) And I do want to say, strongly discourage this for animal welfare reasons, but... What the actual, are these just like gluttons for punishment? Because the, the goal, the goal of this sport is for people to showcase their masculinity and toughness and resilience for how long they can endure bites and claws from ferrets. Honestly, it's just too much. Apparently, this has a very rich history. They've these ferrets have been domesticated for over 2000 years. What? But, but people have been doing this and it was like elite like people were illegally taking the the ferrets and like doing this. Oh my god. Like this is not so. By the way, this is in England. This is not in America either. Why just, is England coming up with all of these wild <laughs> ideas? Have we not enough sport to watch? Oh my goodness. Honestly, it's just too funny. Oh wow. It's just too funny. Wow, wow, wow. This one is by far takes the cake in my opinion for the weirdest sport that I cannot believe is a sport. It's really this crazy. Is- this is absolutely bonkers, but believe it or not, 
It is a sport. It has a history. You can look it up online, ladies and gentlemen. It's a real thing. Whether you believe it or not, it's a sport. You know, and sort of, even though I know that we've done the research, I still cannot believe that any of these are sports, quite frankly. Oh, but that was the whole point of today's episode, wasn't it? It, The whole point was to just blow people's minds, and frankly, mine is blown. Mm. Well, we understood the assignment, and we crushed it, Michelle. Go us. Go us. I thought this was insanely entertaining, though. I'm not going to lie. There there very well may need to be a part two of this, because I feel like we've only scratched the surface of wonky-ass sports. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, the ferrets have only scratched the surface of our legs, (laughs) and we have only scratched the surface of this topic. Honestly, I think we took, like, 10 other sports out of this list. So maybe there will There's, be a part two. There may very well need to be a part two. We'll, we'll, we'll phone our friends in, uh, and our listeners and see if, if they, they're dying for more. Yeah, let us know if you like the episode. Uh, you know where to find us at the Draft Queens on Instagram at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter. Let us know how you like the show. Let us know what the craziest sport that either you've heard on today's show is or uh, that, you know, maybe you've taken part in. If there's there any chess boxers out there, we're, we're here for you. Um, but until we hear from you and until next episode, uh, make sure you follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find your Draft Queens. And we will be back in your earballs this Monday morning. Right, Michelle? We'll be back on Monday morning? Indeed we will. Back with the huddle. Fantastic. Well... Listeners, hope this brought a smile to your faces on a Wednesday morning, and we'll see you after the weekend. Enjoy the rest of your weeks. Uh, We will see you Monday morning. Bye.